both the doctors in the hospital said, well, you're going to be in an OR. We're going to induce you at 37 weeks. You'll probably have a C-section. And so I'm like, okay, well, and so then I met with Dr. Stu and he said, there's no reason you need a C-section. There's no reason you need to be in the OR. Your body made these babies. You're, you're capable of birthing these babies. There was just nothing convincing me enough that my body couldn't do this. I'm Cynthia Overgaard, owner of Hypnobirthing of Connecticut, childbirth advocate, and postpartum support specialist. And I'm Trisha Ludwig, certified nurse midwife and international board-certified lactation consultant. And this is the Down to Birth podcast. Childbirth is something we're made to do, but how do we have our safest and most satisfying experience in today's medical culture? Let's dispel the myths and get down to birth. Crystal, welcome to the Down to Birth show. It's so great to have you here today to tell us your twin home birth story. This is such a this is such awesome timing because we just released and just interviewed an episode with Dr. Stu, who was the obstetrician at your home birth. So you are lucky to know him and ha- very lucky to have had him. He's a fabulous man. Yep. Him along with the rest of the, the team was perfect for our birth. So tell us about so- it. Okay. Um, real quick, I'll just uh, give you a little background of my birth stories. Um, the twins were my fourth and fifth birth. Um, my first and second birth I had at a hospital. Um, I had intervention free birth, uh, you know, getting pregnant with them. I um, thought I would go the route that everyone else went, have the um, epidural and go to the hospital. I just thought that's what we did. Um, and I learned about Bradley method, got into Bradley method and was able to have, um, intervention free vaginal birth in the hospital. Great experience. Nothing, um, that was really negative. Um, you know, a little bit of pressure on things maybe I didn't want to do, but overall just a, a good experience. And, um, I was able to, uh, vouch for myself, my husband and I, he was a great team. Um, and then when we got pregnant with our third, I thought, Hey, I could do this. My body is completely capable of this. Um, let's do it at home. And so we hired our midwife, Lindsay Miles. Um, and she's just amazing. She was actually the midwife for my best friends, at two children. And, um, we knew that, that it was going to work out great. And it did, um, with my third birth, um, it went extremely fast, but I had just the best experience, um, because I was able to be home with my kids as soon as he was out. I mean, he was there, they were, they were sleeping. He was born at three in the morning, but, um, as soon as they came out in the morning, we, uh, were all together. I never had to leave them. I never had to say goodbye. So, um, it was just super wonderful to be at home, uh, for my third birth. And for my, once we got pregnant again, we knew right away that, um, we were going to do home birth. So once I was pregnant, uh, for the fourth time, I, I had to convince my husband, I had always wanted four kids, um, and, uh, finally convinced him that, okay, we're doing this. We can get rid of all the stuff in the garage. We can get rid of everything. Let's, let's have this fourth baby and be done. Um, my oldest was six at the time. And so it was, it was great timing. Um, and so we got pregnant really quick. We went and saw the midwife. Um, we heard a heartbeat and actually we have a video where we hear the heartbeat 
suddenly we don't hear the heartbeat anymore. She moves the wand and we hear the heartbeat again. We still don't know if that was one heartbeat or two. Um, but at that time we just said, okay, one baby, we heard a heartbeat, everything's great. And so uh, we went, gosh, it was another 12 weeks before we had our 19 week ultrasound from the day one, I thought we were having twins. Um, number one, peed on the stick and it was bright pink right away. Um, my, I was super sick right away. Um, my belly started showing very quickly. As soon as I could start feeling the baby's move, which I thought was just one baby, I could feel it on both sides of my stomach. Um, it felt almost like the baby was stretching. You know, I was feeling a head and some feet, one on each side. And by that time, I mean, I had comparison pictures of how big I was for number one, two, and three. And, um, I definitely was, was bigger, but it was, I was older. It was my fourth kid. You know, there were so many things that were saying, no, maybe it's not. But in my head, I kept thinking it's twins, it's twins. So I went to the midwife appointment where we had the ultrasound at 19 weeks. And, um, I walked in, I said, okay, let's see if it's twins. And the sonographer said, oh, I hear that all the time, you know, and I thought, okay, we'll see. So um, I laid down. She put the ultrasound wand on my stomach. She took it off right away. And my husband looks over at me and looks at her and says, did I just see two heads? And she goes, you sure did. So sure enough. And then he added, and I hope there are two bodies in there too. (laughs) (laughs) So he was sort of keeping an eye out for two forms in there. Yep. Yeah. And I wasn't even looking at the screen. I was still talking and um, which is kind of funny to to think back on because when I came back, when we came back home and, you know, we had every emotion in the book at that time, we were excited, we were scared, we were nervous. It was just like, what was going to change? Um, and anyway, to go back to that day. So I just, on the, on the uh, table there laying there, I just, I had every emotion from, from crying and, but excited. And I, talked to my midwife after my midwife ran in and um, actually one of her students at the time was a twin. And so she ran in and um, one of the other midwives ran in and uh, everyone was super excited. But then I looked, I go, well, now what do we do? You know? And Lindsay looks at me and she goes, we hired Dr. Stu and we have a home birth. Like that's what we're going to do, you know? And it was kind of no question. I said, okay, well, I'm going to do my research. I had Kaiser insurance at the time and a I said, I'll do my research and we'll make this decision. And so we did a Zoom with, of course, during COVID. So we made a, did a Zoom appointment with Dr. Stu. I went and saw um, my Kaiser doctor. I actually went and saw my old doctor that I um, was with at uh, at the hospital with the girl's birth. And um, both the doctors in the hospital said, well, you're going to be in an OR. We're going to induce you at 37 weeks. You'll probably have a C-section. And so I'm like, okay, well, and so then I met with Dr. Stu and he said, there's no reason you need a C-section. There's no reason you need to be in the OR. Your body made these babies. You're, you're capable of birthing these babies. Um, we did talk about concerns, you know, and it seemed like all of the concerns, even that Dr. Stu came up with were things that happened prior to being in labor. You know, my concern was, what if I'm in labor and something happens, you know, um, what could happen? What are those concerns? Every, all of the concerns that I had heard about were higher blood pressure. 
that's something you know about before you go into labor. Um, there was the concern of breach. Well, if we had Dr. Stu, he's fully capable of breach babies. Um, but that's not even something if we were in the hospital that we wouldn't know ahead of time. There was just nothing convincing me enough that my body couldn't do this and that I wasn't capable of it and that the babies wouldn't be, you know, that, that they would be okay. We had about two days to decide, like, what were we going to do? And I said, um, the only way I'm going to get the birth that I want, that's going to be great for, for the babies and great for our family is by having these babies at home. I just knew that there was any, anything that happened somehow I was going to end up in an OR, whether it be with a C-section and that's not what I wanted. You know, it, it may work for people, but that's just not what was right for me. So, um, we hired Dr. Stu. We drove out to Calabasas a couple of times to have some ultrasounds with him. We had a great relationship with him, but we continued our care with our amazing midwife. Um, and she just uh, continued on like, you know, there wasn't really anything different. There was certain um, tinctures she had me take and like a couple of things to make sure my blood pressure stayed down. But I have normally really low blood pressure, so I had no issues with that. Then uh, we were on our way. So. Um, we, one of the big weeks you want to get to is I think it's 35 weeks and two days. And I happened to um, be 35 weeks, two days on my 35th birthday. And we went to dinner and suddenly the contractions began 35 weeks, two days. And so um, I called my midwife, called Dr. Stu, and they said, get in the bath have a glass of wine, put some Epsom salt in the bath. I know it sounds crazy, but um, the, it really helps you. Not at all. No. <laughs> it sounds exactly right. Midwives <laughs> are really into that glass of wine and labor. I need someone to explain that. <laughs> to relax you. Yeah. Okay. And it can't hurt the baby. Relax your body. It can't hurt the babies at all. Hey there, all you amazing, strong, and beautiful women, especially you new moms and moms-to-be. I'm Taylor, co-founder and CEO of Vitality. And I'm Taylor's sister, Chloe, co-founder and chief design officer. We started Vitality to encourage and empower everyone to live a vibrant life. We're all about supporting women, especially on the journey to motherhood. When I was pregnant, I really struggled to find comfy leggings that I could wear all day, every day. So we set out to make the best maternity pants out there. We took those pain points and designed pieces that were supportive and comfortable, including details like a high-rise fit, underbelly seam, raw cut hems, and to top it off, we have an embedded silicone panel that acts like a built-in suspension system for your low back, which is the first of its kind. So we designed this line in our Marshmallow Soft Cloud 2 fabric in not only a maternity pant, but a volley and biker short as well. Let me tell you, all of these pieces are a game changer. Just go to shopvitality.com and cherry on top, you guys can use code down to birth at checkout to get 10% off your order. 10% off athleisure designed for pregnancy during pregnancy. Down to birth is sponsored by Postpartum Soothe. Recovering from a vaginal birth takes many women by surprise. Everyday activities like sitting, walking, and going to the bathroom can be uncomfortable. And Postpartum Soothe is just the remedy to support your healing and relieve discomfort. Postpartum Soothe is a 100% organic herbal blend that's applied to maternity pads in the days immediately following your birth, giving you all the benefits of a sits bath 24-7. 
That's because herbs like comfrey leaf, uva ursi, and witch hazel are known for their antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory properties. Postpartum Soothe can be prepared anytime during the third trimester, and it makes a beautiful baby gift. It's a must for any woman seeking a faster, easier recovery from a vaginal birth. Visit postpartumsoothe.com. That's postpartumsoothe, S-O-O-T-H-E dot com, and use promo code DOWNTOBIRTH. Did you know that 97% of women take a prenatal vitamin, yet 95% of us are still deficient in key nutrients for pregnancy and postpartum? After a long time searching for the optimal prenatal nutrition product, we bring you Needed, a radically better prenatal vitamin. Needed's nutritional products offer nutrients that your body can utilize with doses at optimal versus bare minimum levels and are available in capsules and an easy-to-take vanilla powder, perfect for those moms with pill fatigue or nausea. Needed is a woman-founded company offering a superior nutritional product lineup backed by research, data, and insights from nearly 4,000 women's health experts. Needed offers premium supplements for every stage from egg quality support for women trying to conceive to lactation support for breastfeeding. And you know, Cynthia and I, we love their botanical sleep and relaxation support packets before bedtime. So if you are looking for a radically different prenatal, Head on over to thisisneeded.com and enter down to birth for 20% off your first order. At, at that point, I think they're so fully developed and there's so many filters. It's just like, please, it's good for them. <laughs> I mean, that's not, you know, that's not going to cause fetal alcohol syndrome, right? Right, that's right. 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 I right. had so many clients. Okay, we don't that. promote drinking in labor. Right. I mean, drinking in pregnancy, but when you're in labor at the end of pregnancy, a glass of wine is not going to hurt anything. Yeah. So, doc, so at that point, so when I contacted them, I was on a text message with um, Lindsay, my midwife and Dr. Stu, and they were kind of going back and forth. What should we do? They said, just let chill, just go in the bath, relax. Like, let's see what happens. And sure enough, they stopped um, within two hours. I, I was in the bath, they stopped. And so from that day forward, 35 weeks, two days, every other day, I had multiple hours of contractions at night, every night. So it was kind of one of those things at that point where it was like, all right, when is this going to happen over and over again? And really they didn't want the babies to come that early. They wanted the babies in as long as they could, but that was, and I'm such a person that's in my head. So as soon as I think in my head, it was like, once I got to that day, my body was like, there you go. You, you can do it. You made it, you can do it. Um, but yeah, they wanted every minute I could. So every, every day, every minute that the babies would stay in there, um, they wanted that. So I, I took a lot of Epsom salt baths. Um, I didn't drink too much wine. <laughs> I just, uh, continued to, um, you know, try to still live my life. I had three older kids. We had to move on, but we knew that at least the babies would be healthy when they were ready to come. And so for three weeks, it was, um, 38 weeks. And one day is when I finally went into labor. You kept them into 38 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cause it was just, but I mean, I think it was just what are they prodromal labor, right? That it's just, mm -hmm. it kind of lags on for weeks at a time. What did they weigh so, at birth before you tell us the birth story? What happened? What um, they 610 and 615. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Fabulous. It's crazy. Cause my third was six, uh, 613. So, I mean, I had one in there that was bigger than her and then a whole nother one that was almost her same size. So, um, so at, I'm a, to give you a little background, I'm a CPA, I'm a tax accountant. So I have a big deadline, October 15th and the babies were due October 21st. And so had it been one baby, 
would have been great. I would have made my deadline. Everything would have been fine. So I kept pushing and pushing like, all right, if I'm this close to my deadline, I'm just going to keep working. And so I kept working. I think my last day in the office was October 6th. Um, and I could hardly sit up anymore. I mean, I was, I was very uncomfortable getting big. Um, and then on, uh, gosh, I can't even remember what day it was now, but all of a sudden um, I went to bed. I had a couple of contractions and I thought, okay, is this the real thing or is this the same thing I've been having for the last three weeks? Um, and at 1.30 a.m. I, I was, uh, I think I got up to go to the restroom and there was my mucus plug. It was a big, huge, here you go. Here's your mucus plug. I think this is finally happening. Um, so I sent a picture to my uh, midwife and she said, well, yeah, let's see what happens. So. Um, that was 1.30 a.m. And then I had contractions maybe every eight to 10 minutes, nothing big, nothing um, happening super fast. And then my daughter woke up and I went and laid in her bed. And all of a sudden I heard, I felt a little pop. And so um, this was my first time that I thought, was that my water breaking? I had never broke my water before, except for when I was pushing in labor. So um, my waters broke. I got up, I texted my midwife. Um, okay, now the water broke. This was at 3 a.m. Um, I was texting with her for 45 minutes. Contractions weren't picking up all that much. So 3.45 a.m., I finally said, okay, it's happening. It's happening. Um, my midwife came, started coming at 4 a.m. They got here about 4.15, her and her team. Um, then I got in the bath at 4.30. So I was having some contractions outside the bath. And I thought, oh, gosh, she's coming. She's She's really coming. And uh, I knew baby A was a girl and, and she was first. So I, I remember saying, she's coming. And Lindsay's like, okay, get in the bath. Dr. Sue wasn't here yet. And so I think in my head, I was kind of worried about that. But I mean, there was no reason that that he had to be here, you know, but it's just everything's in your head while you're in birth. And so I got in the bathtub, things slowed down, or I'm sorry, I was in a pool in our living room. I wasn't in the bathtub. Then I began pushing and I pushed one big time. Dr. Stu came in the door and she was born two minutes later. So one huge push and she was literally there two minutes later. Um, wait, 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 so just make sure you pushed your first baby out before Dr. Stu arrived. He As arrived he was, he, re- he arrived at 4.55. She was born at 4.57. So he arrived with two minutes to two spare. Minutes before. He was oh there gosh. for her birth. I, I just want to pause and have our listeners consider the lunacy of how most obstetricians claim to have quote delivered any woman's baby, because, you know, if most random OBs were there, they would say, oh, I delivered that baby at this time of day, but Dr. Stu would never presume to speak that way about your birth. But I just think it, it just, it just shows that it's always the mother birthing the baby. It's, it's never right. the provider. Great. When the providers are all there. And they're attending your birth, but I just, I I can't believe that language has held and we just have to make sure that we're not reinforcing it. So if you've had a baby and you're listening by C-section with epidural natural, you are always the person birthing your baby, never your provider. Agree. Yep. Yep. And so, um, Blakely was born at 4 57 AM and she just, it was really interesting. You know, once when you give birth, you give birth to one baby and you did it and everything's so exciting and everyone's um, just in awe looking at the sweet baby. And it was like, we were so in awe. She was just, she looked like a Dean. She looked like the rest of my kids. It was, it, it was just so fitting. Everything was perfect. And it was like, oh my gosh, we have a 
whole nother baby to deliver, you know? Um, and I was just in the moment. I wasn't worried. I wasn't having any more contractions. I was just living it up with that sweet girl and just trying to enjoy that moment. Not even thinking about the second baby at the time, just kind of knowing that this is her time. This is her time. And this was my time. And she had, I remember she had her eyes closed for a long time. She um, was covered in vernix. Vernix is Am I saying, yeah, Vernix, mm-hmm. almost like so much on her face that it was like, almost seemed like heavy on her eyes. And it, she just had her eyes closed and I held her close to my chest and on top of my belly, we had her lean back in the pool. And my, my husband was holding her as I was just starting to get a couple more contractions. Um, so as soon as uh, Blakely came out right immediately after my midwife uh, took the Doppler and um, tried to find Brookson when he, on the other side where he had been the whole time. And, you know, you're kind of in that moment with the baby, but you're also listening for a heartbeat. Anytime you have a Doppler on you, you're like, all right, where's that heartbeat? Where's that heartbeat? And we didn't get that heartbeat right away. And so Stu came over with his um, ultrasound machine. I had to kind of get up out of the water a little bit. And he basically, Brookson had just fallen over into where Blakely was um, into that space. And so we got the heartbeat right away. He pulled the ultrasound machine away and just let me have my time. Um, And so that's um, when it was, we had basically probably 15 minutes before I had any more contractions. Um, We just enjoyed that time, as I said before. Um, And then all of a sudden I could feel, okay, these tractions are, contractions are coming back. And I could feel that he was ready. He was engaged. He was down there. He was ready to come out. And I was not ready. I was like, I just did that every other time I've had two years to forget about that pain in between. I am not ready to push another baby out, you know? And so I looked at my midwife and well, I, I, I can't do it. I'm not, I don't know. I don't think I can do it. Um, it's just, you're going to do it. Just do it when you're ready, you know? And, uh, sure enough, I felt it in me like, all right, let's just do this. Let's meet him. Let, let's get it done. Um, I had a couple big contractions. Um, one of the things that was interesting with the home birth is where do you put the other baby? I never thought about that before. I thought they, she would come out and, you know, but the her placenta, she was still attached to the umbilical cord. And so my husband was holding her for a while until he was planning to catch Brooks in. And so um, my midwife said, okay, you're going to hand her to Ashley, who's our other midwife. And um, she's going to hold her. She's going to hold her right here, really close to you. And then you can push. And my husband and Lindsay would be able to catch Brooks in. I pushed again, um, one really good solid push and out came Brookson. He was wrapped in his umbilical cord, um, over his shoulder around his neck, which I actually did know about from the ultrasound. I think Dr. Stu had let me know, which was a little bit concerning to me, but my midwife continued to say like, it's not a concern. They're not breathing through, even though the baby's not breathing through their lungs, they are getting oxygenated through the umbilical cord. Um, So there's no concern that uh, they need to, um, there's no concern with the cord being wrapped around their neck because they still are getting oxygen through that cord. We were actually just discussing this with Dr. Stu in our episode on breech birth, um, because it is a very common misconception that if the cord, and you hear moms all the time say the baby had to be born by emergency cesarean because the cord was around the neck. You, you, your baby can't be strangled in utero because they're not breathing through the lungs in the you know normal airway through the mouth and nose to lungs. They are getting oxygenated all the time from the placenta through the umbilical cord. And so even if that cord is tight around their neck, 
the risk is not asphyxiation or not being able to breathe. The only real risk is one, a cord accident or two, the cord being too short because it's wrapped. And so I think you kind of alluded to that, that that was a little bit of your concern. What if it's, what if it's not long enough for the baby to be born? Right. Exactly. But that's really unusual. Yeah. Well, it is interesting, but my first baby, I had a very short cord. Um, They couldn't put the baby up on my chest, um, but I was in hospital. So it was a little different. My third baby home birth, the cord snapped. So as soon as baby came out, I mean, my husband was holding him right next to me and the cord was so short that it snapped. So I did have a little bit of concern that it would be too short. But again, we were reassured that just like you said, um, it's that that shouldn't be a concern and we don't have to be worried about that. So when he did come out and he was wrapped in that umbilical cord all around and um, Lindsay's kind of turning him to the side and unwrapping him. And she just finally said, who does he look like? He doesn't look like any of you guys. Like that was the first thing she said. And it's so funny to me because now every single time that someone sees our family, they're like, where did he come from? You know, I mean, he's just looks so different, but now looking back at pictures of my husband as a baby, um, he does look a lot like him. So yeah. And then, uh, they, they handed me Brookson and, uh, Ashley handed me back Blakely and I had both of them on my chest and I got to lay there for about 15 minutes and just enjoy that moment and, and, uh, just take it all in, you know, I mean, the fact that, anybody can give birth, no matter which way they give it is amazing. But to be able to do it two times, 28 minutes apart was just a dream come true. It was just so amazing. Everything went perfect. There was no concerns whatsoever. And I just enjoyed that moment until they wanted to take me out of the bath just to assess blood and um, birth the placentas. Um, and so got up on the couch, started breastfeeding and, and birthing the placentas. Um, my midwife does a uh, massage, uh, leg massage with cypress oil to try to get the placenta going and slow down the blood a little bit. Um, and so birth the placentas and that was it. So Crystal, what would you say to the woman who is contemplating home versus hospital twin birth? For me, I wanted to have the birth that I wanted. So if a woman is having twins and was already contemplating having a home birth, 100%. If you can do one, you can do two. It, for me, it was two births, 28 minutes apart. I mean, it, there was no concerns, um, nothing, no safety concerns whatsoever. Um, it was the most magical experience to be at home and to have the faith and the commitment of my birth team, knowing that I was capable of this and that I was safe with them. They completely uh, took all my fear away and I was able to birth the way I wanted to birth and that my body's capable of birthing. And I think that everyone should know that women's bodies are made to give birth. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share a favorite episode or two. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at DownToBirthShow or contact us and review show notes at DownToBirthShow.com. Please remember this information is made available to you for educational and informational purposes only. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. For our full disclaimer, visit DownToBirthShow.com slash disclaimer. Thanks for tuning in. And as always... 
hear everyone, and listen to yourself. It's interesting to me why OBs want to get into the industry. And when I was in high school, I did my research report on being an OB. I thought I wanted to be an OB. And to me, it was because I wanted to bring life into this world. I wanted to like just be able to be there for that first moment. Um, and I just wonder why OBs become obese these days, because you're right. It's more of like a, I want to control this. I want, I just, I just don't understand the motivation because if they did, it wouldn't be a collaboration. It would be, I want you to have the birth that you want to have. And I want to be there to make sure it's safe. 